हेलो एंड वेलकम टू दर्टियथ एपिसोड ऑफ बिजी नेशन धन दो तको रो क्रो दिस इज रितिका विथ माई फ्रेंड अभिषेक हेलो एंड वी आर अना थर्टियथ एपिसोड एंड सो वी आर सेलिब्रेटिंग आर पर्ल एनिवर्सरी इवन आई डोट नो बट देन आई गॉन यू क्वेज एंड देर वॉज दिस क्वेश्चन सो दैट्स हाउ आई केम टू नो दैट वेन यू कम्प्लीट थर्टी इयर्स ऑफ एनीथिंग इट्स कॉल्ड एज दी पर्ल एनिवर्सरी बिकॉज pearls are costlier than silver and cheaper than gold so it comes between uh-huh. silver and gold <laughs> well i don't know about 30 years but i think we've taken more than a light year to get to the 30th episode we've been doing this for more than a couple of years now yeah let's and, not and get into that now <laughs> yeah no yeah. we've been recording this podcast about 20 minutes ago you would not been able to hear any of what i said what i am saying right now because it was raining heavily Oh yes, yes. I am not missing those Mumbai rains at all. Believe me. <laughs> For yeah, one, it must be gets, really cold out there. Yeah, it, it's pretty cold here. The weather is stormy nowadays, and it rains regularly in Melbourne. And but uh, I don't get stuck in traffic jams for three hours here, so I'm okay with this. Yeah, one of the little things that you might want to mention. Yeah, even though I love Mumbai, I just hate the traffic and especially in rains. Yeah, you have company. But talking about traffic, rain, storms, and all that goes with it, uh, it is pretty much representative of what uh, the airline industry in India, especially Air India, is facing. So that's our first. Uh, news or story of the day air india is currently going through some tough weather well air india is like the nationalized airlines of india and it holds around 17 to 18% of the domestic market and almost 24% of the international market for india and it has not been doing very well lately and is making losses of rupees 15 crore per day yeah, i have not heard anything good about air india in a long time i recall once not very long ago when uh, one air hostess was fired hmm. for not maintaining a weight and any other airline it could be just another day at the office but that aerostes went to court and mm-hmm. it went to the supreme court and finally supreme court said that it's no big deal looking good or looking fit is part of your job description so we are not going to upheld this case so air india won finally so little things also go out of hand because it's a government uh, controlled the uh, aircraft and uh, 4000 crores lost this year it's, it is almost 50% of the loss of the whole aviation industry in india and they have only a percentage of 18 in market share mm, so something is not right and jrd tata would not be very happy the guy who founded it yeah it was started as the tata airlines and then uh, well after independence etc it was converted to be the nationalized carrier of india but uh, air india i mean it, it it has not been doing things well for quite some time now because i read this report in bbc and where they had compared the air india working hours with the international working hours so they mentioned that the cabin crew which has been recruited before 2004 in air india they work on an average of between 50 to 55 hours per week while the international norm is 70 hours so grossly under productivity or whatever you call it and yeah, we, yeah. we like to sleep for a couple of hours after having lunch yeah. <laughs> so i think it all adds yeah, up yeah exactly and then the pilots that fly on the international routes they are paid like around 7 lakhs per month 
and they stay in five star hotels when they are on duty and they also get an incentive uh-huh. allowance which is nowhere linked to air india's productivity so and compared this to the other airlines worldwide where pilots have agreed to take pay cuts and non paid leaves because the profits overall in the world airline industry is down yeah do not don't say that i think even air india has done it although very hesitantly some 350 uh general managers imagine there's mm-hmm. a company having 350 general managers they said that okay we will really push our salaries for a month including the top management and the ceo so i think air india also has uh, reluctantly gotten into this and that is going to save uh, the aircraft some quite a lot of crores <laughs> at least for a month to stay afloat till government thinks about bailing it out yeah in fact so it we has... have one bailout package in india too <laughs> yeah actually the sum that air india has asked government is a princely sum of rupees 10000 crore the government Ooh, of course that's not princely yeah <laughs> but the government themselves are bichara people in recession they are strapped with funds so and they also do not want to set a precedent for other public sector companies you know they'll also come with a begging bowl the next time right they have asked air india to tighten no, up think... their belt and uh, prove that why they should get the bailout money and probably they'll give them some amount but it will be much lesser than what air india has asked for right but you know i i, I really think that government has had to do with uh, the failure of air india a bit because you see just two years ago it was operating with a fleet of 35 hmm. so their air airplanes were leased and now it's operating with 147 hmm. suddenly overnight over two years and it took the government over 10 years to permit air india to expand its fleet and when yes. this happened i think too much borrowing and it owns quite a few airplanes it has got 210 employees per aircraft according to one magazine yeah. which is way higher than what the norm is yeah in fact that is true because the opposition party in india the bjp they have asked a probe as to why the government had ordered for 111 aircrafts when the whole world uh, airline industry was in dumps and the other airlines were cutting down on their aircraft because it's a government owned airline so the government and bureaucrats they have their hold on it and uh, so due to political considerations they make the airlines go to routes that do not have very good traffic and they would have been closed down if it would have private carrier right it's it's come it comes in a package you can't have best of the private and the public in a public uh, company for a company which is controlled by the government but yeah. little things that i think it can get right is by taking some leaves more than one leaf out of the books of Ryanair and Southwest Airlines where they have cut costs by going beyond sacking employees you know this Southwest Airlines which has never made a loss as mm. such even after the 911 crisis and in the recession mm. they have found out some innovative ways to cut down costs for instance their planes were covered were, were painted in blue you know that their planes yeah. used to look like blue whales in the That's air right. so these guys found out that Little, let's get little things right. Let's not paint the aircraft blue because every three years, the sun beating down on it, blue becomes light blue. Yeah, yeah. you have to repaint it. So these are little things. In fact, Ryanair is something which is which seems very ridiculous, but anything that helps. They are saying that if you have to use the laboratory while flying in an aircraft, then you have to pay. Oh, okay. That sounds a little too much, but <laughs> yeah, that sounds a little too much. But you know what? During these times, even people who are flying might understand. You know why? Because 
the other day, my boss, who's a South Indian, he got a message on his cell phone saying, "Fly Cochin at ten uh, rupees." And he looked at me and said, "Arey, yar, they are flying at ten rupees." I said, "So why are you so sad?" He said, that, "How are these people making money?" <laughs> I don't know. So he was genuinely concerned about how does an airline company in India make yeah. money when they're all zero frills. Yeah, but these fares that usually come out at zero and ten rupees and hundred rupees, they have the taxes and the surcharges and the fuel surcharge and the congestion fee and etc. etc. And it anyways adds up to three thousand bucks on that. Yeah, but uh, coming back to you know Air India, I read this uh, interesting anecdote about the way it operates. Uh, some days ago, there was this story about a certain Captain N K Berry, and he refused to pilot a flight to Delhi after it took off from Riyadh because there was there was some faulty gear in it, faulty landing gear. So mm-hmm. he decided to turn back. Now, because he decided to turn back, uh, obviously Air India lost some money in that. So instead of rewarding yeah. the poor guy for saving so many lives, Air India went ahead and suspended him and stopped his salary because oh, it lost <laughs> because it was monetary loss to Air India. I mean that is stupid, right? But that is setting an example. See, we want results. Come what may, <laughs> corporate world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is what happens when you have a set bureaucratic way of thinking, and you cannot go left and right from the normal process. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. But there have been cases where pilots have been caught sleeping while on the flight, <laughs> and they did it. So, so what if a gear doesn't work? Just do it. You make it right. to land. That's what you paid for. Seven lakhs, you said, right? Yes. That's a lot lakhs. of money. Yeah. <laughs> The world airline industry is also not doing very well. In fact, the International Air Transport Association, which is called as IATA, they came out with their figures last week, and they have said that the uh, world airlines have already made a dollar three billion loss in the first quarter of 2009, and they are expected to make losses of dollar nine billion throughout the year. All this happened when the fuel prices were pretty low, and in the last two three months, the fuel prices have also risen, and they are now again seventy uh, dollar per barrel. So obviously, the losses are going to rise. Yeah, but I guess you had told me once in one of those episodes that there is a concept of hedging, right. where these aviation companies hedge their bets. So basically, uh, these guys predict what the fuel charges would be a year later or a couple of months later, and they fix that price as of now. Yeah. So exactly. whatever the prices so, will be two months later, they can they can bet on what they had gambled a couple of months back. So that's hedging in layman's terms, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, that's right. So if you if Air India thinks that the fuel price is going to rise two months later and it's going to be seventy uh, dollars, and right now it is fifty dollars. So it will uh, sign a contract with some other person who is willing to sell the oil at fifty dollars, uh, even after two months. And basically, that person thinks oh. that the uh, fuel price is going to go down and not rise. So he is ready to sell it for fifty dollars two months later, and Air India will buy it for fifty dollars two months later. So if Suppose two months later the uh, price of oil is seventy dollar, then Air India gains and the seller will lose. And if the price has come down and it is say thirty dollars, then Air India loses because instead of thirty it has to now pay fifty, whereas the seller gains. Right. 
I think these aviation companies, they are not in the business of flying aircrafts. So like McDonald's is not into burger business and in the real estate business because of the land it gets here in this case. They are in the financial business. They need to hire the best minds just to know what the prices will be a couple of months later so that they get, get money because one third of the cost of an airline uh, is operating cost is fuel costs. Mm, so right. if you get this right, you get many other things right. That's right. And the management has said that the salaries of almost 30,000 employees will be cut. And so the union uh, representatives are uh, saying that they will not allow it because obviously the union has a big role to play as it is the government organization. In fact, you know, I remember whenever I watch these uh, 70s movies, uh, it has Amitabh mm-hmm. Bachchan and Vinod Khanna and all these people. It is all about the union and the workers versus the management. So when I was reading this, I was reminded yeah. of Divar. This is no different. You're right. There is this union called Air Corporation Employees Union. Mm. And it actually represents 50% of the workers of Air India. And mm. uh, they said they would not work for lower wages. Their union's point of view was, and I think it's a little fair, mm. is that you need to show us from your side that you are willing to cut some costs apart from just uh, getting down the wages and salaries. So let us try that out for the first couple of months and show us on paper what you've done and then we will volunteer from our side. I think that's what a couple of companies in the US have done. That's true. In fact, British Airways, which has reported an annual loss of around, I think, 220 million pounds, they also have asked their staff to work for free and... They have asked them to take non-paid leaves, etc. In fact, it's 375 million pounds and that, that means half a billion dollars, which is much bigger than what Air India is facing. They're yeah. actually burning some 3 million pounds a day is what BBC has to report. Yeah, that's right. And in fact, 7,000 workers have accepted to take pay cuts. You think this is true? I mean, the, what we read in the papers, do you think it must be voluntary or it must be coerced? I think there must, must be a be gun coerced. in the hand and saying, if you don't want <laughs> Who's going to voluntarily not accept income? And 800 is a lot. So yeah. maybe they must have been told, if you don't do this, we will be laying you off anyway, so give it a shot. Uh, I, I remember uh, what happened at uh, the Jet Airways time when Jet had announced that it is going to, to remove people. Then there was so much of hoopala around in the media, etc. And then finally they came back and said that we'll keep the employees, but we'll cut their salaries. So everybody was okay. I thought it was a pretty good strategy. I mean, I thought it was really all made up. So first you remove the people and then you take them back on half salaries and they are at least happy that they have their salaries back and you are also like the good guy who could not see the people crying. (laughs) Absolutely. And when Maresh Goel goes on record and says that I could not sleep in the night because my employees were crying what I saw on the news, I had to rethink and call them back. Yeah, That makes for a very good Bollywood. (laughs) Flop film. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but talks about these these guys in the British Airways is also not doing very good. And Richard Branson, his company there of Virgin Atlantic, he said that uh, yeah, British Airways should not be saved and it's not more worth anymore. The day he said that, the next year the stock prices of British Airways plunged <laughs> even more. Yeah, actually, <laughs> yeah, actually, Richard Branson and British Airways go a long time back, and they did not exactly have a very good relationship earlier. In fact, in his uh, autobiography, uh, what was his? Virgin, Virgin. What was his autobiography? Losing my virginity. Ha, huh, losing my virginity. Richard Branson has has talked about this battle that he had with Sir John King, who was the chairman of British Airways in that time. At that time. 
and how you know british airways had tried everything it could to stop virgin atlantic from uh, succeeding in britain so they they are always at right. loggerheads since then he also speaks for the whole industry when he says i think we've quoted him before he had said that one way to become a millionaire is to start a mm. airline company when you are a billionaire <laughs> yeah so basically yeah he lose a lot of money there that's right he actually is a millionaire or a billionaire every day depending on what the stock prices of uh, virgin atlantic is he, he owns so many companies like mates condoms and virgin cola virgin atlantic virgin music yeah. but all his net worth depends upon how virgin atlantic yeah does. actually that's true and okay i guess we have talked a lot about airlines so coming down back to the earth let's also talk about this great wonder that was inaugurated in mumbai last week have you been there to the worldly bandra ceiling have you seen it no i've only seen pictures in, in mumbai mirror i haven't been there okay it basically cuts down the commute between mumbai and bandra by so one hour commute is down to 7 minutes is what they claim yeah that's I guess they also say that you know it's not that great because at the exit points the approach roads are not very good and the exit points are likely to get blocked so whatever time you save traveling by the sea link you again get stuck at a traffic jam after the sea link is over yeah you, you like to complain all indians like to complain <laughs> they're going to the big job no but that's the truth that's the truth crores. the estimated cost was 450 crores and they have made this in double the time four times the money and still the work is not complete no i mean you compare it i'm not complaining i mean it's it's a great thing that it is up and it's good it's a step in the right direction but then if we go like this then by 2010 we'll may, we'll build the infrastructure for 2005 yes by the time we are done with the project uh, we are we are ready for the next stage this is what happened in delhi where they built those toll nakas but they didn't figure out a way how to control the traffic because it's, it was all manual Yeah, because you have to pay the toll and you have to take the change yeah. and let's take the example of the delhi metro i think it was one of the best executed projects in india it was well on time it was well within what budget and it's been maintained superbly yeah that's true and i hope the same thing happens from world. delhi by the way for all, all i am all not things. from delhi i am from mumbai please i am a mumbai girl I'm not backing from Mumbai. Really. <laughs> no, I'm just pointing out. You know, when you love somebody really, then you have to uh, make that person improve, right? Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, just to add a little bit to what you said, there was a PPT that one of my colleagues had circulated on on this, and that PPT says that some 80% of the bridge design was changed while the project went live. Hmm. So the blueprinting was a bit of a problem, is what we can understand. so on paper it was not done so it took a little more time and some more money 350 crores ka 1600 hua but yeah. uh, it has helped a couple of industries you know the lighting will be done by bajaj electricals okay. the, the lighting of the bridge okay and uh, they've got a 9 crore rupees contract mm. which is huge yeah that's good and i think even the toll so is reasonable because it is some rupees 50 mm-hmm. one way and the residents of worli or bandra don't mind paying a toll of that amount i guess uh, most of our listeners might not know why are we talking about a bridge it's just another bridge but actually in, in mumbai just getting a bridge or a flyover done is a big deal <laughs> with all the bureaucracy yeah. and all of it so and the proof of that is you know that the first day when it was inaugurated there was a traffic jam at the ceiling because 
everybody went there to see the worthy bandha reading it's really funny but yeah. i mean i like that i mean we are like so enthusiastic you know that ah chala chala navin bridge kadala hai my marathi is not very good <laughs> you know, no, you're right there you're okay i, I remember when mcdonald's was opened in thane the first mcdonald's there used to be a queue of almost 1 kilometer long and the people used to stand there for eat what that 7 rupees softy then ah, i remember i was one of those yeah and then the mcdonald guys they became smarter so they just kept the softy thing outside mcdonald's and they made a separate okay. queue for that so if you want to eat softy you come there <laughs> it was really yeah, funny yeah so you spoke about inauguration i think chidambaram did the inauguration if i'm not wrong i think sonia gandhi did yeah. i think i don't know one of those <laughs> and it is named as the rajiv yeah. gandhi setu now and so that let's not get into the whole discussion and protest yeah that the naming ceremony is also done i didn't know that <laughs> yeah it, see i am in yeah. melbourne and i know more about mumbai than you than me <laughs> in mumbai <laughs> you know what nowadays i'm not going beyond thane because that's where my office is Yeah, no, but, but I, I wanted to share this with, with, with everyone. Is that when, when it was inaugurated, so then I got one of these emails. The title read, "Inauguration of the Wally Ceiling Bridge." I double-clicked on the PPT, hmm. and all I see is a guy peeing on the sidewalk <laughs> of that bridge. That is the way we have to inaugurate a bridge, right? The U.S. and then, well, you know, on another note, uh, I'm just opening my window. Can you hear this? Yeah, it's raining. Mumbai rain. I like Mumbai rains when I'm sitting at home and when my mom makes good bhajiyas and I yeah. just have to go to office. Yeah, that time I like. Mumbai. And I like Mumbai rains when I have to go to Lonavala and Mathuran. You know, yeah. I think this this we are actually going the Indicast way <laughs> rather than doing resignation this time. <laughs> Because we are not on international call, so let's get back to our topic. Yeah. I just have one small thing to add. I mean, I just uh, you know it's about my favorite company, Reliance. I just read up this piece a few days back. You know, it's the classic David versus Goliath story. I mean, uh, there was a lot of things going on in Raigad where the farmers were uh, fighting against Reliance, the Mukesh Ambani Reliance, because Mukesh Ambani wanted mm-hmm. to build a big SEZ over there. and the case has been going on for 3 years and i think we had discussed this also in some vaccination episode and uh, the supreme court has actually given a verdict in the fame in the favor of farmers which has come as a big surprise to everyone because everybody thought that you know with the power and the finance muscle that mukesh ambani has it will be it will be reliance who will win but it didn't happen that way yeah let's wait till this goes to higher courts Supreme Court is the highest court in India, Abhishek. Supreme Court, did they? Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that they went to the Supreme Court. I should listen. <laughs> yeah, you should. <laughs> But I mean, <laughs> I, of course, I, that's, the, that's another debate whether the industrialization is really good for the uh, farmers or not, and whether they are being paid their right price, etc. But even such small things about the judiciary of India, you know, small versus big fight. Sometimes the small do win. we tend to criticize the judiciary a little too much mm-hmm. so this is good news i don't know i haven't read about this in the papers because the media doesn't find it sexy enough i guess yeah so that's about it for this week's business dandotakko rokro 
Go log on to theindicast.com. You have anything else to add, Dhrija? Uh, yeah, I think we will be covering the budget next because the budget is supposed to come out on 6th of July. So, so please wait for our next podcast. Hopefully, this time we'll try to be on time and not present <laughs> the next this podcast the next year. Exactly. Yeah. We will not come with the next budget. Absolutely. So, one small note before we wind up for this episode is that uh, as a gesture or a little that we can do on the internet, we are seeking donations for smiletrain.org. That's a company which uh, sponsors operations for cleft lips. So it is basically a cleft lip surgery. And uh, anything between $1 and a million dollars will do. And we have our listeners, uh, Pratik, Ashvida, Sriram, and Rolin Lewis, who have already donated handsomely. And uh, we had actually, we had said that we will do one operation, mm-hmm. but they have collected enough money already, these five of our listeners, to do three. So one operation costs $200. Hmm. So all you guys out there, please donate either directly to that foundation or on theindicast.com on uh, the home page where you have, you can donate through PayPal. Please be generous. It will be nice. That's about it from our side this time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.